I'm Tarina. And I'm Kelly. We're the owners of Say Events, a wedding planning company based in beautiful Vancouver, Canada. This podcast is an honest, behind-the-scenes, no-bullshit look into the wedding industry. With over 15 years' experience in the biz, we share the inside details of what goes on into creating a wedding. We'll interview wedding experts, debate topics, and give you real advice only a wedding planner would know. Maybe it's just our moms, but at least we think we're wildly hilarious. Yes, a wedding has many elements and pieces to bring the day together, but that doesn't mean we can't do it with belly laughs and a sense of humor. This is your consultation. Welcome to the wedding session. Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast, The Wedding Sessions with Say Events. I'm Tarina. And I'm Kelly. And today's topic, uh, it's a fun one. We're going to talk about to veil or not to veil. And do you even really need to wear a veil at all? Did you wear one? I did. Uh, I will. <laughs> so there's like a story behind it. Tell us it. your thoughts. Yeah, basically like I didn't want to wear one because um, I was getting these crazy hair extensions in and I really had this like really fancy updo. And I was kind of like fighting my mom on it. And she's like, I'm going to make it. I'm like, oh my God. So it became this like whole thing. <laughs> However, we ended up finding a veil that kind of matched my dress. And they had like beautiful little like um, gems on the outside of it. Ooh. It was very, very long. But because my dress was so um, form fitting, mm-hmm. but the veil really made it more bridal, I feel. Oh, yeah. And, you know, she gloats that she's correct to this day, but it did change the photos quite a bit. Nice. Like in a good way, like um, walking down the aisle, you can see kind of the veil cascading behind me and it, and it did make it really quite bridal. And then I was able to take it out after. I was supposed to wear it over my face going up to the ceremony. That wasn't happening. <laughs> I paid it for enough shit to go on my face. <laughs> I ain't going to cover this stuff up. $300 worth of hair and makeup. I'm not covering no, it up. it's staying on. Yes. Yeah, I had like these cool braids and stuff in my hair. Cool. Yeah. So nice. that's my veil story. I would, yeah. It was also a little struggle to pay uh, for my veil about half the cost of my dress because I got a sample size. Oh, yeah. So I only paid $7.95 for my dress, which is extremely rare. That's insane. And the veil was 300 So I couldn't really justify it. But my mom, being her only daughter, was not going to let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> so veil it was. <laughs> the veil is happening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So question, everybody. Do you need to wear a veil on your wedding day? Bigger question. Do you even want to? And it sounds like you, Tarina, were a little bit on the fence about this. Um, I think it's a question that we get actually a fair bit, um, mostly asking our opinion on whether you need one or not. And I mean, I think a veil holds a lot of meaning for people. Well, it's it's traditional, right? Mm -hmm. So it's hard for older family members to accept a veil might not be in the cards. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean... Let's basically bring it back to the beginning, (laughs) how veils originally started. (laughs) So for those of you who have no friggin' idea what we're talking about, a veil is typically a piece of fabric or clothing meant to cover your head or face. It's typically associated with women and sacred objects. While it's usually seen in a religious and sometimes political context, it also has a secular role like you would see in weddings. And I say that because you will how you know we do assist a lot of couples um, will, that we won't get married in a church, for example, and they'll still wear a veil. So in that respect, um, it definitely has a history 
of religious reverence and in some instances of male authority over women, which is why the veil can feel a little bit controversial. I feel like sometimes we will ask our clients if they want to have a veil and it's a very visceral yes or no. It's also the, the that question like, who gives this woman away? And some people are cool with it and some people are like, no. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. I'm going to give myself away. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I am feminist. Hear me roar. Exactly. For sure. So I think veils are really beautiful. I think they, um, I think they symbolize, you know, bridal. I think it's, I think it's a lovely thing to have, but um, if you have an aversion to it, it will not make or break your day. <laughs> and we'll talk about that later. Um, so, I mean, historically speaking, women in ancient Mesopotamia, Greek and Persian empires wore veils as a status symbol and a respectability in the community. They actually found a law code from Assyria dating back between about 1400 to 1100 BC that described the veil as indicative of a woman's class, rank, and occupation, which meant that slaves and prostitutes couldn't wear them and would actually be punished if they did. Did you know? I mean, that definitely makes sense. Like to, yeah, back in the day. It's, uh, yeah, when I read that, I was like, oh, that's, um, it's interesting because in that way you would be able to identify the women in crowds anyways. So all the ladies that wore veils had oh. were of, of status and the ladies that didn't, you could always kind of tell who to hang so, out with in the daytime and who to hang out with in the nighttime. Right. <laughs> <laughs> who are my friends? Yeah. Exactly. So so it became common practice for women during the classical Greek and Roman time for respectable women and matrons, so basically your mom, to be covered when they left the house. It was part of their daily outdoor attire that identified them from ladies who were quote unquote available in a very Julia Roberts pretty woman kind of way. <laughs> um, for married women, wearing the veil was also a symbol of a husband's authority over his wife. And if she took it off, it meant she was withdrawing from the marriage. And whenever I see this, I always think of movies like Gladiator and all that sort of stuff. All the ladies are all dressed up with their veils, and and it's just like in Game of Thrones, yeah, similar. Right. Yeah, and they're always covered. They're always covering their head. So, mm-hmm. also status symbol, like that's the OG Facebook. Right. I've removed my veil. It's <laughs> complicated. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's only half off. We're not really sure what's happening. It's a thing. Um, <laughs> Would you see Mary today? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my gosh. Um, so women and men continue to wear veils throughout history. It eventually shifted over time from the Greco-Roman veil over your head. Imagine, you know, Bridget Nelson's character on Gladiator. She's just kind of got it over the kind of the, the crown of her head. Um, to the Anglo-Saxon veils that would cover a woman's head and neck. And they called that a wimple. <laughs> Which sounds like a pimple. It sounds so it's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's a wimple. And if you rewatch Braveheart again... Um, anyway, so Princess Isabel, so she's wearing this, like, it's like a white turtleneck type of veil, so covering her neck, um, so whenever she's outside the castle, and that's what a wimple is. So it basically covers Oh, it's whole. like, um, like what Maid so Marian wears covered, and then it actually, in, uh, yeah, Maid Marian in, in Robin Hood. Yeah, the Disney right. one, that's an envisioning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so there were other reasons to wear a veil as well. So they'd be worn during funerals and during periods of mourning. They were seen as ways to hide women's identities if they were traveling or meeting up with a lover and didn't want people to know who they are. (laughs) Little prince there. Um, And finally, which makes total sense, it was a way to keep the dust from their face or blocked from the sun against their delicate complexion. So basically, you know, UVA and UVB rays may have been a thing back then too. (laughs) 
they could have had an ozone layer. The copper well. tone wasn't around, so. No. Last of the veil, here we are. Exactly. So, religiously speaking, women wore veils as a symbol of modesty and propriety. In Christianity, for example, the Virgin Mary is always depicted with a veil on, and up until the late 1960s, women would wear a veil or a lace covering to, to Mass, and some very traditional churches still do this today. In Orthodox Judaism, women cover their hair out of modesty, and modern Arab women wear different versions of veils, including the burqa, which is meant to cover the lower nose and mouth, and hijab, which covers the head. Mm-hmm. So, all this to say, what the heck's a bridal veil? Her? <laughs> 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 we'll circle back. Circle back, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I swear I know what I'm talking about here-ish, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's considered the oldest part of the bridal look. So, for ancient Roman weddings, the bride wore a veil in a deep yellow color to resemble a candle flame called a flamum to be worn during the ceremony. And the flamum was seen as a good omen for lifelong fidelity to one man. So the veil was actually meant to hide the bride from evil spirits who wanted to thwart her happiness and to frighten those evil spirits away. And I feel like every episode episode we talk about any of the sort of superstitions with weddings, it's always about the evil spirits and trying to thwart them. Yeah, so part of me thinks it's actually... Like, somewhere in the late 1800s, like, the 1920s, at least in America, it was, um, it was, like, a fat, like, a, like, rich people would have, like, a spirit room, and they would, like, connect with spirits on the daily, regular, with, like, candles, but they wouldn't, you know, post on Instagram, but it'd be something they talk about when they go for, like, tea and stuff, right? It was also means, yeah, so, I mean, and kind of going along with that, I mean, the veil was a means to block the bride's face from the groom before the ceremony. Um, again, because that was considered bad luck. Um, so the idea of revealing the bride's face at the end of the ceremony was thought to be symbolic of consummating the marriage. <laughs> as the veil, and wait for it, the veil was seen as a metaphor for the thin membrane that will physically be penetrated on the wedding night. The hymen, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, as I said before, in Western culture, the veil symbolizes modesty and a reverence before God, obedience, chastity, since the veil was white. By the 17th and 18th century, the veil went out of fashion as brides wore and used whatever they had on hand. But you could thank good old Queen Victoria for bringing it back. She wore a white wedding gown and a white veil at her wedding to Prince Albert in 1840. And suddenly, everybody wanted to wear one. And it shifted from that of reverence back to a status symbol. <laughs> Whose veil was the longest? Who had the best fabric? Et cetera, et cetera. Well, Princess Diana's veil was oh, massive. Whoa. Iconic, yeah. It was, it was a block long. Yes. <laughs> um, so today the modern bride doesn't always have the intention of wearing a veil from a religious perspective. and kind of circling it back here. I would say more times than not, the veil has become more of a fashion accessory. And there's so many options for length and the focus on the fabric within complementing the dress as well. So that's my little history lesson. Thank you, Wikipedia, and all of your quote-unquote reputable sources. <laughs> okay, so you guessed it. Today on our segment of Planner's Perspective, we are talking about veils. <laughs> For you new listeners joining us today, the Planner's Perspective segment is when we take one topic or element of the wedding day and discuss and debate both sides of the coin. Think of us like your coffee filter. Everyone is giving you confusing information and opinions. We take it and filter it into smooth and sensible advice. With all those worries and concerns bouncing back and forth in your brain, it's hard to stay sane when you have friends and family offering conflicting advice. 
After we discuss, stay tuned for some information that will help you both make a decision that works best for you. Today's topic, veils. Yes or no? <laughs> so, do you need to wear a veil for your ceremony? I feel like this is a question that we do get quite frequently with some confused brides when they're first starting out. And I, I actually distinctly remember one time saying, one bride was just like, I just don't know what I should do. And do I need to wear one? And it, there's there's so many different types and there's so many different things I can do. I just, do I, do I need to wear a veil? It, it totally depends on the look of your dress too. I think a lot of people um, don't necessarily pay attention to or factor in when they're looking for their dress as well. I think they always suggest that you get your dress first and then you get your veil if you decide you want to do that. Um, but yeah, I definitely don't go the other way around because uh, like you could have this vision of your dress and you want your dress to be this particular look and then you go in and get something completely different. Mm. So make sure you get the dress first and then you choose, okay, do I want a veil or do I want something else? Yes, exactly. No, for sure. Um, <clears throat> another thing to consider as well is... If you want to do a veil, what length do you go with? There are so many different lengths. So you have the birdcage, for example, which is just the veil that goes over your eyes. It became super popular in the 40s um, as fabric was basically being rationed during World War II. Um, so it was a way for brides to add a little bit of flair on their wedding day when they were wearing their Sunday best. This was a time when people didn't have spare income to go out and get these super flashy, bougie white <laughs> gowns. It was like, this is clean. This'll do. Let me throw some, you know, veil over my eyes and call it a day. So everything was very minimal during then. So the birdcage now is very vintage, very retro. It's very, very cool. Um, so it's an alternative if you like. There's also a blusher, which basically just goes over your face and can pretty much be partnered with any of the veils. Um, it's typically when you flip it over that membrane, <laughs> um, it uh, basically kind of becomes that second layer for your veil. Then there's, I think there's a virginity membrane. Just has such a nice flow to it. <laughs> I can't even. I'm gonna. You know, the next time you go into the bridal stores, be like, I need a membrane for my hair. <laughs> I'll be like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh yeah. my gosh. Um, then you have the flyaway, um, which is a short veil that just goes over your shoulders. You have one that's called the elbow that weird sits at your elbow <laughs> length. You've got the fingertip, which goes down to your fingertips, fingertips yeah. or maybe like just kind of past your bum. You've got the waltz or the ballet that basically goes up to your calves. You have the chapel length, which just skims the floor and my personal favorite, <laughs> the cathedral. cathedral. <laughs> or think of Maria from Sound of Music. <laughs> Or Princess Diana. Or Princess Diana. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, Okay, so this is a real talk. This is the part where we provide you with information that's going to help you make the right decision. And whatever you decide, you should be comfortable with on your wedding day. All right. So, number one, think of your location. Are you getting married in a church? Or are you getting married at the beach? <laughs> Are you getting married in a forest? I feel like the best example of this is uh, our beautiful bride, Sarah. And uh, she had her wedding. So originally she had her wedding in a field. But then the rain happened. So we said, do you trust us? And she said, yes. So we made this wedding happen in the middle of a forest. It was like a clearing. It was very cool. But yeah, it was yes. very Twilight-esque, as she said. Now, unfortunately, her veil did catch on one of the wood pieces but she also didn't know that she was gonna get married in a forest so she walked up there mm -hmm. <laughs> she was a very flexible bride it totally worked she was but rad. 
so we just kind of quickly ran up and unhooked it a little bit and then she continued on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the, the question is, if you're going into, say, a church, for example, um, is it out of reverence for the place that you're getting married? So if you get married in a church or a temple or synagogue or where, wherever you, you decide you're going to be celebrating your ceremony... Do you need to have your head covered as a sign of reverence and respect? Um, or even like your uh, your shoulders. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. You kind of need to get covered. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Versus if you get married in the beach in Mexico, <laughs> do you want a giant cathedral barrel that's going to like... Whack you in the face? Take, well, you're going to like take off <laughs> as you're walking down the aisle. All of a sudden you have this like wind tunnel going on behind you and there goes your veil and the bride. Mm-hmm. Um, There's like these photos of brides in Mexico. It's just the veil like whipping across their eyes. It's like, oh yeah, this is romantic. And every photo is the same. So you can't even Photoshop that out. Another thing to consider, of course, is the style and the details. So I just gave you a huge long list of examples of kinds of veils, the different lengths. So... Again, you've got your dress. Do you go long? Do you go mid-length? Do you go short? Um, Consider, for example, a long cathedral veil is going to be way more traditional um, than the blusher or a birdcage. Like I said, the birdcage is from the 40s. If you wear that, you're probably going to channel more like a retro-y, vintage kind of city hall wedding of sorts. Um, Yeah, and then uh, another thing is the color. Mm-hmm. Like, do you go white? Do you have a blush shade? Do you mount your dress? Usually dresses are ivory. That's something you really have to consider beforehand. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because a white veil and an ivory dress, your dress will look yellow, which we don't want. But... Uh, 100%. Yeah. And also, yeah. like, try the shades against your skin tone. Like, does it wash you out? Does it uh, keep you, like, does it highlight you? So make sure that you feel comfortable in that color shade that you choose. Exactly. And we even have some beautiful veils that have like an embroidered message in them as I well. I love this trend right yeah. now. Um, and then even our one of our brides, Alana, she actually had uh, snowflakes into her veil because it was a winter wedding and it was beautiful as custom and it totally fit so the awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually, um, another thing to consider about your veil as well is, you know, whether you have lace, the more detailed the dress, the simpler you actually want your veil. That's very true. Yeah. Or the alternative, like your dress is mm-hmm. uh, very, very detailed. You can have, or uh, very simple. You can have a detailed veil to exactly. jacket up, as they say. Exactly. You yeah. don't want them to compete. But if you're also like a bride with a big personality, then have both. Have a fully decked out veil and a fully decked out dress. Just which saying. one of us in this room is going to do that? <laughs> I don't know who. <laughs> Another thing to consider also is the material. So synthetic tool is the most common and budget friendly. I did not know that. Silk is actually usually chosen by royalty. And you can choose between either soft silk, which apparently is a very fluid kind of a drapey, delicate material versus crisp silk, which is extremely light and transparent. Mm -hmm. I'm all about the synthetic. It's slightly more budget friendly. (laughs) I I can can see. uh, So the Indian culture has a uh, a lenga. Mm-hmm. which is beaded. And I'm pretty sure it's silk or a form of like a high type of material. But the thing is, it's very, very heavy. It's so, so it's heavy. Stunning, Check but it's, out it's our blog, heavy. Selena and Louise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually... It's like 15 pounds, 10, 15 holy pounds. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. When she was... I actually got watched her get ready in her in her whole dress. All of her aunts were there and they're all helping her. I think she had to pin the veil into her hair, That's under right, the yeah. dress. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching her get up. I was like, okay... We're a little bit behind. We got to get into the car, and she got up and, and fell down. Then slowly walked out. I was like, "Okay, Selena, 
we need to like watching a toddler oh my gosh and she's like it's just it's too heavy i can't actually move any faster than this because you don't want it to shift or anything so yeah i think uh, i think people might sometimes um misinterpret the weight of that as well so and that's why we're joking earlier about the whole fly away beach situation (laughs) that one won't fly away Mm -mm. yeah my friend couldn't uh, get it on her head so we ended up like pinning it on her shoulder yes hers wasn't a full traditional indian wedding was just like had indian elements so us as the bridesmaids wore saris which was really cool and so her dress was um specifically made for her and it was indian but the lingo was so heavy she couldn't get it on yeah so we pinned it on her shoulder it worked out really well exactly Another really important question. How long do you plan to wear that veil? And how are you wearing your hair? Yeah, that makes a difference. So are you just wearing this for the ceremony and then just like a few photos? And are you wearing your hair up? Are you wearing your hair down? The trend right now, obviously, is like the long, you know, soft waves. You can wear any kind of veil with that, usually. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, you had your hair up in a bun, right? I did, uh, because I'm a sweater. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you glow yeah we so glow. like the idea of hair on my neck and the heat in front of all my family and friends was not something i was gonna have uh plus i wanted an updo that was mm-hmm. my shtick i guess <laughs> i have to say the photos are really lovely. <laughs> thank you but i changed yeah but uh <laughs> but like you have to remember that we need something to grip the veil in so if you're just having your hair straight we need an anchor so so however that may be, if it's just like a comb that goes in your hair, it's not going to work. We need like a physical clip. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, actually all the time, we'll have bobby pins on us for this particular reason. But we will find a creative way to get that comb sunk into your hair. Mm-hmm. And we will pin it in place so it doesn't move. For the photos, <laughs> it, for the ceremony. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> and then um, you can also use, uh, like you can find veils that have two pieces to them. So mine did have two pieces. So it was a long piece and a short piece. So basically after my ceremony, I just pulled off the long piece and the short piece stayed in my hair and only went up to my my shoulders. So I was able to wear that for the what? reception. Yeah. So like there's photos of me look like I have my long veil in, but it's actually just up to my shoulders. Oh. That's probably my face piece, but the way it was built, you could flip it and then the Velcro had to go back. Oh, well, that is right. definitely worth the $300. <laughs> right? <laughs> So I had a long you have time. three different veils for mm, $300. That's, that's, true. that's bang for your Change buck, Change my look, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think one of the last things to consider is what kind of a bride are you? Are you a traditional bride who would want to wear a veil? Are you more of a boho bride that might wear, you know, maybe a shorter one or a longer one? Are you more of a modern bride? Like, who? what is your style? What is your aesthetic? And finding a veil, I think we'll... Once you figure out what that is, then you'll be able to find your veil a little bit more appropriately. Again, once it matches your dress too. So um, let's anyway. uh, maybe talk about some alternatives to the veil. I think because it's not so. all about the veil. It's there not is all more about the veil. It. No. Uh, and be sure to check out our blog because we actually have this link in our show notes. And it actually shows you all the different types of veils. But it also shows you uh, different options that you can have instead mm-hmm. of a veil. Because you don't have to wear one if you don't want to. But you can still cover your head. You can, yes. You can have like these alternatives plus a veil if you want, mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily have to have one at all. Mm-hmm. So first one we like, and it's pretty common, and it's definitely made its way to everywhere since Coachella, the flower crown. Flower crown. Thank God for those hippies. 
I actually love beautiful. the flower crown. Oh, they're beautiful. You just have to make sure of two things. One, you can't have a flower in there that needs water because it's on your head for about 10 hours, right? It's so, going to look so sad. See so have peonies in those things and it's just like wilting. No, it's the hydrangeas. When you put hydrangeas in there, yeah. the saddest little thing <laughs> so you've ever sad. seen. Yeah. So get a durable flower. And also make sure you get one that you can adjust because on the, your wedding day, like your hair will be styled a certain way. So you can have like the ribbon tied in the specifically mm-hmm. place because you don't want it falling on your head because it's just uh, awkward. That's so true. We've actually seen both types. And I find mm-hmm. that the we've had to pin it pretty hard. I find that the more successful one is where it's actually almost like a U shape yes. with, a, with a ribbon in the back mm-hmm. so that you can kind of tie it around your dome. Yeah, it's still super romantic. Yeah. yeah. Versus the one that's an actual ring that mm-hmm. you've got to like wedge on your head that you know is either going to be too big or too small. And then just sits on the eyebrow all day. You're like, this is annoying. <laughs> it's covering my eyes. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, with the flower crown, you can wear a veil as well. So you can just mm-hmm. get the, pop the veil in the middle, and then we can remove it for later. You can wear the flower crown rest. For the day. example, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. At the very end of the movie, Maid Marian is wearing a flower crown and a veil. Uh, so alternative to the flower crown, flowers. Just, just put flowers. flowers in your hair. Yeah. You can have it on like a like a jewelry headband. You can have it on a. Like just a pin. Uh, we had a bride who had it succulents in her hair, and that was really mm-hmm. beautiful. So they can be done really tastefully. Uh, you can ask your florist to actually uh, place flowers like on a comb, like uh, glued, and and so it's a piece, like it's a unit that we actually pop into your hair. It mm-hmm. makes it way easier than us trying to fiddle around with a flower and trying to weave it in your hair. Or if it falls out, or if it starts yeah. to wilt, then you can just very delicately pop it out. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, and then another one is jewelry. So you can have like a jeweled like headband you can have like a crown you can pretty much put anything you want in here yeah mm-hmm. so that's um i love the uh, the hats right now yeah hats are big very boho. the lack of color hats those are amazing yes yeah those are awesome and uh they really it is very boho but it could also be very seasonal right like we live in vancouver we live in a rainforest so to get married in the fall with a boho hat it's just protecting your hairstyle from the rain it's a little bit functional for mm-hmm. sure yeah but i think it's for very particular- specific it's a very specific. Couple. Do they wear a hat all the time? Are they boho? We had a bride who wore the hat and also a leather jacket. It was beautiful. It was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then you could always just do nothing. Nothing at all. We've actually had a few brides that have done just nothing. Yeah, that's fine. If your hair is like really whatever it is you want, you don't have to have anything. No. I mean, we well, we had two separate brides. We had our Disney princess bride. Mm. She's so sweet. And my really good friend, actually, um, she she was actually a destination bride from the U.S. And they actually came up to um, to Squamish to see this guy gondola to get married. And I asked her, I was like, well, are you going to have a, a veil? And she's like, nope. She had like a twisted she half had, up pony, like, um, like do. It was very pretty. Very oh, open. yeah. I mean, they both had this really intricate braid, you know. I could also feel for Sam. So lovely. The one who didn't have a veil because she had her young son with their, them. Again, functional. And she had a toddler. I can't even leave my hair down around my kid anymore because he's just like, he's eight months old. So he just grabs it. So yeah. I could, I could feel her like, like, no, my kid's going to rip this veil out of my hair. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so in closing guys, I mean, to veil or not to veil, do you, do you really need to wear one for your wedding? No, no, of course not. You don't have to. As we've shown you, there are many, many options that you could choose that will fit and be the most appropriate choice for you guys. So. Pick yeah. what's best for you. And do remember that it is like your one wedding day. You know, one hopefully, but one. <laughs> Fingers and, crossed. Yes. And 
this is the only time you really get to be the princess or get to be like jazzed up. So don't be afraid to push boundaries that make you uncomfortable, but also feel like an elevated version of yourself. Like you wouldn't be wearing like triple lashes and like contour for your face, but like you would also not wear a crown or flower crown or a veil on like your daily regular. I mean, even the idea of a veil, you only get to really wear it once. Yeah. So it's like totally judged. (laughs) (laughs) Embrace it. Like feel that bride, be the bride, just, like it's your day and just enjoy it and exactly like if you want to wear a badass crown or a flower crown like you do it if you want to wear a veil a huge veil that's fine too exactly (laughs) so make sure to tune in next week when we have another fun topic for you and thanks for listening and uh, coming along the journey with us about where veils come from and how we can help you choose what to wear on your day okay have a great day guys take care bye Hey there. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Wedding Session. Remember to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you can get updates to your phone for the latest episodes. Want to connect with us? Hit us up on Instagram at The Wedding Session. We're people first and planners second and understand everyone deserves their own unique wedding experience. So when it comes to planning your wedding, do what's right for you. This episode was written, produced, and created by us. us.